Welcome. This is Broadus Fano, and I thank you for joining the very first Comfort in the Workplace podcast. On today's podcast, I wanted to go over three things with you. I wanted to talk through the different platforms that you can see Comfort in the Workplace material on. I wanted to tell you a little bit of a story of how I came up with Comfort in the Workplace. And then lastly, I wanted to go through the core tenets of Comfort in the Workplace. So on the first topic, I publish material around Comfort in the Workplace on three different platforms. Uh, the first is Instagram. And on Instagram, this is where you can get a quick clip. And in some cases, you'll, you'll get the information um, sooner than you will on one of the other platforms. Um, th but this is, this is really your ability to quickly consume short clips of Comfort in the Workplace topics. The second is YouTube, and when I think of YouTube, um, this is this is a super practical platform for, for comfort in the workplace. This is where we'll get right to the point on tools and on topics and on takes on some leadership material. Very practical, intended to be takeaways for you to be able to replay a couple of times as you need to go back and reference. And then even you might want to um, play the clips or the videos um, at, at team meetings, um, I think it's a, it's a good platform for that as well. All of those videos will be between two and five minutes rough, roughly. And then lastly is the podcast, which is, of course, this platform. And this is where I'll be able to provide a little bit more color, um, provide some context using some of my experiences and some of my thoughts on things that are related to comfort in the workplace, whether they be tools, topics, or various leadership material that's out there. So that's how I see the, the, the difference on the three different platforms. Um, so how, how did I come up with Comfort in the Workplace? Well, you know, I'm going to uh, go back to one of my first manager or leader roles. I was, I was fairly young. I think I was about, about 30 years old, and I, t I took over a team. And the team had a number of, of um, issues. Um, there was a number of people that were territorial. There were some that were stepping on each other's toes. There were others that were fearful of speaking up um, in, in, in public, and so they, they weren't voicing their opinions. Uh, but across the board, um, there were just major, major culture issues. So when I took over the team, again, I was about 30, and there were some team members that um, have been around for, for a while. And when I introduced Comfort in a Workplace, just the name in and of itself, you had some people raising some eyebrows, rolling some eyes, and and saying, "What what is what is this, and how are we possibly gonna gonna benefit from it?" Um, but you know, I rolled I rolled it out, and and it did it did help the culture quite a bit. Um, we went from um, people being territorial, um, infighting, you know, the fear of speaking up, to the point where um, there was major major turnover around the team to creating a a, a really stable team, and that that team. A couple years later, um, went on to be a core foundation for a strategic initiative in the organization, and you know I'd like to believe that without comfort in the workplace and and establishing that culture, they wouldn't have been able to to reach that potential. And that's exactly what the message was when when I first introduced it to the team, and I said, look, this isn't going to be about putting your feet up and and kicking back. Um, this is a professional comfort. What I also stressed was that you're all not going to be best friends. Um, this is this is about respecting each other professionally. It's not about making sure that you like each other personally. Um, but that respect, the respect is going to is going to be two is going to go is a two way respect. And so you're going to show respect and you're going to expect respect from from your 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 team members. 
I look back and I look at the the challenges with the team, and I, I, I'm like, what? The, how the heck did my boss give me that role? I was all 30 years old. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I look back and I wonder wonder why why he he thought that I was going to be able to going to be able to do it, but um, you know, nonetheless, you know, approaching it from a culture perspective, it, to me, is what is what made made all the difference. Okay, so with that as a little bit of a backstory, you know, let's let me take you through comfort in the workplace. I think at its foundation, there's this balance between what appears to be two opposing values. It's respect for team members and demanding excellence. And you got respect for team members. It feels a little softer. Um, it's something that, you know, you think, you think it's, it's a little too, too squishy for some, um, but, but it's, it's a fundamental value for myself. I think that through respect, you're bringing diversity to the table. You're bringing, bringing different ideas to the table. Um, you're, you're assuming that people are coming to work to do a good job. And they may think differently than you, and they may approach it differently. But at the end of the day, they want to do a good job. And so that respect is foundational to comfort in the workplace. And then on the flip side, we want to be the best. So we're going to demand excellence. So through respect, in a respectful manner, we're going to demand excellence of ourselves and, and those around us. And a critical part, if you remember back to the story that I, that, I, that I told, some people were stepping on each other's toes. You know, you had, you had um, people that were responsible for uh, managing relationships with customers, um, reviewing thousands of lines of um, project plans from the project manager. And that's not that's not healthy. Um, we gotta we gotta assume that the project manager is going to do their job, and we're going to assume that the person that's managing the relationships is going to is going to do their job effectively as well. Um, so let's let's be respectful. Let's demand excellence, and we're going to assume the project manager is doing well. We're going to assume that the relationship manager is going to do well, um, and we're going to respect each other and and demand that 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 um, does occur. The next one I want to talk through is expect success. So if you go back to the example of the release, uh, sorry, the relationship manager working with the project manager, they weren't expecting success. They were expecting failure. And so by expecting failure, they felt like they needed to babysit the process. They needed to babysit the project so that they didn't have an unhappy, an unhappy customer. Um, they viewed themselves as managing relationship with the customer and they wanted to make sure that the project manager was managing the project effectively. I'm f saying flip it. Let's not expect that there's going to be failure. Let's expect success. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get to one of the other tenets, which is accountability. But we're going to hold each other accountable at the end of the day. And we're going to make sure that we're applying a continuous improvement mindset um, so that we're improving as we go. But fundamentally, we're going to expect success. Next one is healthy collaboration. So being territorial, stepping on each other's toes, not healthy collaboration. And we want a healthy collaboration where we're reaching out to each other for advice, for guidance, for input. Um, if we see something, we want to be able to provide some feedback and say, hey, look, I think you're, you think you're missing a, a critical item here. Um, but you want to do that in a, in a healthy way, in a helpful way. And so approaching that with respect allows it to be healthy collaboration. Next is proactive action. So we're not going to sit around and wait. We're not order takers. We all have the ability, to, ability for critical thinking. So we're going to be proactive with our actions, not reactive. 
continuous improvement is the next tenet. And so it's important for us to not have improvements be event-based, where we're waiting and again reacting, and we see something, and so we react to it. We see an issue, then we react to it. Let's continually improve, and that is going to feed into us demanding excellence. Remove micromanagement. So let's give people the space to reach their potential. Let's give people the space to do their jobs and to show the skills and value that they bring to the table. We're gonna focus on the important as the next tenant. We don't have unlimited capacity. We're all stretched for time. We all have thousands of emails in our inbox. We're all running from meeting to meeting, from call to call. So we need to focus on what's important. So bring that focus, bring that attention, make sure the priorities are set, make sure that everybody understands what those priorities are. Next is transparency. And so as we make decisions, we're not gonna do them in a vacuum. We're gonna make sure that while we're not building consensus, when decisions are made, those decisions and why we made those decisions is readily available to the team. As the team makes decisions, they're gonna share that information with other team members as well. And I touched about on accountability. I think it's important that through this all, we have pride, we have accountability in the work that we're doing, and we're, own, we're owning up to the issues. Next is consistent communication. So we're not gonna say one thing to one person and then another thing to another person. We're gonna make sure that the message is consistent. And this starts from the top. Starts from the leader, works its way down. What is our vision? What are our priorities? What is the direction? Next is simplify complexity. It's human nature to look at a big objective and to get overwhelmed. So what we're gonna do is, coupled with focus on the important, we're gonna simplify the complexity. And usually the most obvious answer is the correct one. So we want to, we want to make sure that we're taking that complexity, we're breaking it down into manageable, manageable parts so that people can feel like they're going to have success. Now it's not possible with everything, right? You know, you have a big, a big objective you need to look at it holistically. Otherwise, you might, you might not be thinking it through to the end. But as you get through execution, you're going to make sure you're going to execute a manageable chunk at a time. The last tenet is specific for leaders and managers on a team, and this is stewardship. And the, the idea here is that every leader is a steward of the team. They have the honor of leading that team. Um, so the team isn't there for them, they're there for the team. But at the same time, it's up to them to look out for the good of the team. And sometimes that's standing shoulder to shoulder with the team, and in other times that's you know, trying to be out there in the field um, to make sure that they're taking care of the obstacles and bringing back opportunities to the team. Now, when I introduced this framework originally, there were a number, as I mentioned earlier, there's a number of um, people that were rolling their eyes a bit 
Um, but, but at the end of the day, when I walk through the different tenants, I think it's hard to argue the tenants that, that are foundational to comfort in the workplace. And what, what, we, what we did was we introduced a number of, of different forums that helped bring this to life. And the initial reaction was more, more meetings, more work to do. We're already working too hard. Um, just leave us alone and, and get on with the work. But just like any change, there was one or two people that, that bought into it early on. And you, you have to build from that. And it, it snowballs a bit as people start to see, see the value. And so there was absolutely a step into the unknown when this was first introduced and um, didn't seem like there was anybody who was buying in um, you know, completely off to that. Um, I think that some people saw the, the value that was there. Um, m the majority of the team members hadn't worked with me before. Um, so it, it was also, you know, they didn't quite have the, the trust um, around me, but there were a couple people that did. And I think uh, those people helped, helped me get the ball rolling a bit um, by, by rolling it out. Um, they were the ones that were that I was able to lean on um, a little bit more. So those are the foundational tenets to comfort in the workplace. Hopefully, the story um, helps provide a little bit of context to how we how we came up with comfort in the workplace originally. Um, and each of these tenets, as we go through the the additional podcasts. Um, we'll touch on um, more specifics and certainly have um, more takeaways with regards to those tenants. There'll be different tools and topics in each one of them that I think you'll find you'll find interesting. But I thank you all for for listening, and please join me in creating comfort in the workplace by respecting team members and demanding excellence. <laughs>